Hawaii Up for March 16th, 2005. I have misplaced my pants. Aloha and ohayo gozaimasu. <laughs> Mahalo nui loa. Thank you so much for joining me for Hawaii Up, show number four. My name's Ryan, and I'm proudly podcasting from the toy-strewn den of a townhouse in Chile, Mililani. Uh, let's take a look, first of all, at what's in today's podcast uh, bento box. We've got music, to be sure. Today you'll hear from a certified local idol, a track off his latest CD. We'll check out the new farmer's market right here in Mililani. We'll check in with the wife again, of course, once more, and... Uh, I've also got another blank audio postcard, this one from a ukulele store. And uh, I'll wrap up with a second song, more music, this by some great guys, one of whom I just met this past weekend, so stick around for that. But first, of course, it's time for... Hawaii Up headlines around Hawaii and around the house. Well, in town, there's lots of talk this week about Honolulu Mayor Mufi Hanneman and, uh, well, actually, basically all the stuff he has to do to undo the ridiculous things his predecessor did, old Jeremy Harris, slickest politician there ever was, I tell you what, spending millions of dollars on all these ridiculous projects and basically building monuments to himself, which I had concrete monstrosities while uh, sewer lines are backing up and roads are falling apart printing that uh, glossy hardcover book with gorgeous photography and flowing prose about all the wonderful things Jeremy Harris did to make Honolulu a world-class city. And of course now you can buy that book at Costco for less than it costs to print, just another waste of money. They should fill potholes with it or something. Uh, He spent millions of dollars planting trees and realigning streets and he reconfigured Kuhio Avenue, one of the main arteries in Waikiki uh, for his his harebrained bus rapid transit plan, uh, which of course died on the vine when the feds dinked him for jumping the gun and pulled uh, pulled the plug, pulled the funding. So now Kuhio is just this unfinished, messy, pedestrian-killing disaster. You know, the, the thing about Harris was he was so concerned about his legacy, and, uh, well, now his legacy is probably one of the most uh, clearest in Honolulu history. It was a boondoggle. Good riddance to him, and good luck to Mufi in sorting it all out. Uh, well, it's uh, cold. It's 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 been cold. We're getting down to the low 60s, high 50s lately, and uh, and that's chilly. You know, I know folks in Chicago or wherever are, are, are laughing, but trust me, you live here long enough, and, and 72 is cold enough for a thick jacket. Uh, my wife, she grew up on the East Coast. You know, she lived in Virginia. She lived in Maine. Um, but now she's fighting me for the big fluffy comforter, you know. I guess one of the great things about Hawaii is that uh, cool weather is front-page news out here. Uh, and the fact that it's hopefully going to warm up over the next couple of days. Uh, oh, there's a new airline that may be coming to town. Fly Hawaii Airlines. Uh, inter-island only, uh, using turboprop planes. Uh, the guy says he's going to model it after low-cost carriers like Southwest or JetBlue, pretty much the only profitable airlines we have in the country. Uh, you know, our two big carriers out here, Aloha and Hawaiian, they're both in bankruptcy, so you'd think that jumping into this market would be a bad idea. We've seen other third carriers fail, Discovery Airlines, uh, Mahalo Airlines. Uh, they deserve to go just for the ridiculous name, but on the other hand, there's definitely pent-up demand for cheaper inter-island travel. 
You know, I remember when you could hop a jet to the Big Island for like 50 bucks. Now you spend, uh, what, 300 bucks to fly there round trip if you don't plan way out ahead. I mean, a round trip ticket to Vegas is, is, that's 50 times further away. It can be cheaper than a trip to Hilo. I mean, in Rhode Island, that's a 20 minute flight. They barely have enough time to serve you a little plastic cup of guava juice. Uh, so, uh, fly Hawaii, uh, they're looking to offer $50 fares and, I wish them luck. You know, I'm too chicken to mess with propellers, so I'm 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 going to continue to be fleeced by the big boys. But I know a lot of folks need affordable inter-island travel, so I hope this one works out. Uh, speaking of the big island, though, inter-island travel on the personal front, uh, the family and I will be headed there next month in April. My family on my mom's side is from the big island, from Mojave, uh, Kapa'au to be exact. That's the northernmost point of the big island birthplace of King Kamehameha, you know, uh, maybe we're related. Uh, we have a family grave up there and make regular pilgrimages, take a long, thoughtful drive up from Hilo. My mom will be flying up for one day just for that one part, but Jen, the kids, and I will be in Hilo for the whole weekend. So, you know, loco moco at Ken's house at Pancakes, check out the volcano, Kaka Falls, Rainbow Falls, drive up to Waimea, Kamuela, the, there's a playground up there my kids just love. Maybe we'll sneak down to the Kona side, see Hapuna Beach. I'm really looking forward to it, uh, and I'll definitely record some stuff while I'm out there. Uh, but you know, that's enough of that. Let's get to the music. You know, I continue to be, I, I, I'm just excited and I, I'm, I'm humbled by just how open the local artists that I've talked to are to podcasting. Uh, if they're not ready to jump in with both feet, you know, they're at least willing to dip their toes in. Uh, so I've set up a Hawaii Up music page on the site, hawaiiup.com slash music, of course. And uh, you can go there to get a taste of what I've got in store, and there'll definitely be more. Uh, but, you know, I said Hawaii Up was going to mix it up, and I wasn't kidding. Today I've got uh, something a little different, a little bit pop, uh, R&B. Uh, it's a name that I know locals will surely recognize. Jordan Segundo. You know, Jordan was a finalist in one of the first American Idol seasons. And uh, he did Hawaii Proud, and he hasn't stopped singing since. He's been everywhere, and now he's got an album out titled Jordan. So uh, here he is, Hawaii's first American Idol, Jordan Segundo, with Secret Fantasy. You know, he's got a CD release party this Friday at the Hawaiian Hut. That's by Ala Moana, I think. So get down there if you can. And if you can't, just enjoy this. Uh, it's about three and a half minutes long, and I'll catch you on the other side. I'll take you on a journey where you've never been before. A place with endless beauty you and I can both explore. We're gonna watch the setting sun and the shooting stars at night. And cherish loving moments of the early morning light. And I know you're gonna like what you see. Cause every moment's gonna be spent with me. I'm gonna make it feel like heaven when you're lying in my arms. Now that we're together, nothing can go wrong, baby. Come with me tonight, my secret fantasy. Come and share this night of love and ecstasy. We'll be the only lovers in this paradise for two. Making love all night, making all our dreams come true. I'm gonna rub upon your body. Touch your soul I'll make you feel so sexy That you lose all self-control And I know You're gonna like what you see Cause every moment 
time's gonna be spent with me. I'll take you to the special place, far beyond across the sea. It'll be a place for us to share our deepest love. Come with me tonight, my secret fantasy. And again, you can catch him this Friday at his CD release party and concert at the Hawaiian Hut. You can also pick up his CD locally at, uh, well, just about anywhere. And you can get it at his website at jsegundo.com. Of course, I've got that link for you in today's show notes at hawaiiup.com. Okay, well, you know, bringing things really local, as in right here in Mililani, we just got our own farmer's market, so... I figured I'd head down there and uh, check it out, see who I could meet. I am in the parking lot of Mililani High School for the first day ever of the Mililani Farmer's Market. Now, this Farmer's Market has been in other neighborhoods, but this is the first time it's come to Mililani here in central Oahu. And judging by the turnout today, I'm sure it's going to be a success. There are thousands of people here and dozens of food booths and vendors, of course. Certainly, there are organic vegetables and other local products, but we've also got chili and beef and fudge and orchids and I'm not even sure what that is. So let's have a look around and see what we've got at the first uh, Mililani Farmer's Market. Because when I always do like eight pieces, it's half pound. Depends on the size. It's browner, but it should be sweeter. And now I'm here at the Hawaiian Fudge Sauce booth. What's your name, sir? Dan. Dan Belmont. And you are the founder, manufacturer, uh, president, CEO, and grand emperor of the Hawaiian Fudge Sauce Company? Pretty much so. I do have uh, another person that works with me, Ona. She is the vice president of marketing and sales. So she does all the footwork outside. I do all the operating stuff. A very definition of a small small business there, <laughs> exactly. Mike. Okay, um, so tell me what uh, what have you got here? Well, we have our uh, Tutu's original fudge sauce, 
Uh, it's an old family rec- recipe. Uh, that's our biggest seller. We also have a Kona coffee flavor, macadamia nut flavor, and our latest one is uh, original Hawaiian chocolate. It's uh, made with chocolate from the Big Island of Hawaii. And what's your best seller? Our best seller would be the Tutu's Original. That's what I tried. I liked it. I bought a jar. So um, what uh, what is special? Or what? Well, first of all, why chocolate? Why me? Why yeah. chocolate? Why chocolate? Why not? All right. <laughs> chocolate is good. And it's good for you. And so what of, which of these products do you uh, sell on your website? Uh, we sell them all. And they come in an 8-ounce size. And they also are in a small jar, like a stuffing stocker for Christmas sort of thing. One and a quarter ounce size. Those, uh, they can special order. Um, but we do have a catalog online, and you can get the big jars online. Yeah. And that would be HawaiianFudgeSauce.com. That would be HawaiianFudgeSauce.com. All right. Well, thanks for chatting with us. It was my pleasure. Thank you. So I'm here with the Hawaiian Vanilla Coffee Company from Pa'awilo, Hawaii. That's on the Big Island. And uh, what's your name, sir? My name is Jim Redicop. I'm the founder of the Hawaiian Vanilla Company. And how big is the Hawaiian Vanilla Company? Uh, the Hawaiian Vanilla Company started from a dinner conversation nine years ago. Uh, and from one plant, we're at 4,000 right now. Um, we operate a 30,000 square foot greenhouse on the Hamakua Coast. And we're expanding this year to 180,000 square feet under shade. So business is not bad. Business is growing, as I say. So what's the vanilla market like? The market for vanilla has never, the supply has never reached the demand. Uh, there's about 2,400 tons produced this year, majority of it coming out of Madagascar. And um, we'll produce a small 200 pounds, but from that we make a, a plethora of value-added products. What uh, would you say is the prime differentiator for uh, for Hawaiian vanilla? I mean, you know, we have Kona coffee, we have other products that they attribute to the soil and things like that. What, what makes uh, Hawaiian vanilla special? Well, they say Hawaiian heat, sweet rains, and mild breezes makes Hawaiian vanilla the richest, most aromatic vanilla in the world. Um, they, there are two different types of vanilla. There's a planifolia and one that's grown in Tahiti called a Tahitizen, which is much more floral. Ours is the planifolia and uh, grown on the Big Island. Uh, it just has a very um, tropical sense to it, I guess you might say. And it's really in the tasting. I mean, some of the finest chefs in Hawaii use our product. Uh, Chef Mavro, Alan Wong, and Roy's all use it. Uh, and it went, wow. Yeah, vanilla really comes down to a, to a personal choice uh, on how you experience it. it. Be it in food or, or bath care and beauty products or coffee or teas or all these wonderful things we have here. So I see you have vanilla-flavored coffee. Is there a partnership between you and a coffee producer, or are you producing your own coffee bean? No, we, 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 um, we work with Hilo Coffee Company, and uh, we buy Hawaiian coffee from them. And, and we find that Hawaiian coffees are very acidic, and the vanilla that we use really rounds the flavor. Uh, it does that also with the tea. We work with Harney & Sons out of Connecticut to do our Hawaiian vanilla vineyard blend tea. And... Uh, that is, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful tea that we just came out with. All of these items, the extract, our Hawaiian vanilla extract, and our Hawaiian vanilla beans can be purchased online at hawaiianvanilla.com. Hawaiianvanilla.com. Well, I'll definitely check it out, too. Well, yeah. thanks for your time. You're very welcome. And I wanted to say, if you're ever on the Big Island, 
we do a vanilla tasting and a Hawaiian vanilla luncheon uh, throughout the week. So if you uh, want to do that, you can come online and make reservations. Now, you mentioned the Big Island. I love the Big Island. That's where I want to be right now. Um, Hamakua, Hamakua Coast, how far north of Hilo are you? We're 45 minutes north of Hilo. Uh, we're about 25 minutes from Waimea, 8 miles uh, south of Honoka. All right. Yeah. Great. Well, I'll look for you. Come and see us. <laughs> Thanks. You're very and I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I certainly did, although, you know, NPR I ain't, and uh, clearly it wasn't just cold, it was windy, but I hope you got to hear what uh, those two gentlemen had to say. It was great to meet a couple of local producers, and of course I gravitated straight toward the booths that had uh, website URLs on their banners, and you can find those links in our show notes. Uh, now it's time to annoy the wife. It's time for the Fifth of Pop, the podcast edition with Jen. Good evening, Jen. Hi. What are we going to talk about tonight? TV. All right. What you watch? A lot of reality TV. Well, not a lot. A couple of shows. You can admit it. <laughs> what you watch? Dog. 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 The Bounty Hunter on A&E. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne Dog Chapman, Real Life. Although he's still a cartoon character, real life bounty hunter here in Honolulu, being followed around by camera crews. So, what do you think about Dog? He's well, like you said, he's a cartoon character. Um, he says and does a lot of things that you wouldn't expect from somebody. So, I don't know, macho. A big burly fellow who looks like uh, Walker Texas Ranger. Yeah, and he's got this strut, and he's all you know, tough and badass, and then. You know, after he catches the guys, he's all earthy, crunchy, granola, Jesus loves you. It's it's kind of funny. I think that's what really sells the show. It's that if he was just his stereotypical bounty hunter character, that would actually get old very quickly. But the whole thing that I think throws you about this guy is he's convinced that he's uh, he's a messenger of, of right, and uh, he's going to set you on the path. He might knock you to the ground and punch your lights out, but when he's got you in the car and he's taking you back to the police station, he'll he'll give you a sermon. Yeah. I gotta say, his pseudo-pigeon kind of hurts my ears. Well, his pigeon's not the least of his problems, I think. (laughs) The one thing that really gets to me about his show is, I don't know how long he's been here in Hawaii, but he talks about it like he's the sage Kumu Kamehameha or something, and he knows all that goes on here in the islands. Well, there there is an episode where he's bad-mouthing certain areas of Waikiki, and a local confronts him about it. And, And I like to see that. I like somebody getting in his face and questioning you know the things that come out of his mouth. Yeah, I, I, that was last night. He uh, he was at the chess boards down there on Kalakaua Avenue, just down the street from where he used to live, about a block from where he used to yeah. live. But if you heard him talk, that was the hotbed of drug activity. You know, I, I had no idea I was living in the middle of Drug Central. When we lived <laughs> no idea. Well, I suppose if we're going to talk about shows filmed here in Hawaii, we have to talk about the 800-pound gorilla that is lost. Uh, on ABC. I gotta say that I like the show, I love the show, and of course bumping into the camera crews while they're working is is especially exciting. They seem to really favor the corner by where my mom's office is at uh, Smith & King downtown. I've seen the police station, the one where Boone tried to save his sister, and at the same time we saw Sawyer get dragged in there, um, and they were filming just last week in a Chinatown shop with all kinds of weird trinkets and stuff, so I'm sure we're going to see that. But, I'm jealous. Uh, I am a huge fan of Lost. I'm addicted. 
I've never been into a show the way I am into Lost. And I go on the internet and I read all the gossip. I'm a spoiler whore. I admit it. I got to say that if you don't like thinking about spoilers and what might happen, you should skip ahead a couple of minutes. But if you're like me, you like the gossip. One of the things that's been confirmed is that we're going to lose one of the big 14 characters. Uh, so the game is, who is it that's going to bite the bullet in the next few episodes? My money is on Boone. At this point, he's the most expendable. He doesn't have much to do. He's kind of locks cross between a, an apprentice and a flunky. He's completely messed up the Ethan capture mission, and he hasn't had much to do other than that. Um, I'm hoping, though, if I'm wrong and they don't kill him off, they develop his character a little bit better. No, I gotta say, I thought that the Boone backstory out of all the characters, the Boone and Shannon story, was the least interesting. I agree that he's the most expendable character, but I think that makes him the red shirt, and I think that makes him an obvious pick for uh, biting the bullet. I think one of the, I think, I'm hoping that the show's creators are more courageous and kill off a uh, big name. Like who? Who's your money on? I don't know. I think Jack could go. I think that the most shocking thing from a conventional storytelling point of view could be to kill one of the protagonists, one of the main protagonists. And we know that the show was originally pitched with his character dying in the plane crash. So they could probably continue the story arc without him all six or seven years that they've got planned out. I forget how long. And, you know, there'd be different factions and different leaders trying to take control of everybody. Well, yeah, you've got Jack's tribe right now. You have Locke's tribe. There are obviously going to be people that want to follow Michael onto the boat as he attempts to make another one. There are other people that want to get off the island, too. And I think Sawyer has untapped leadership abilities for pulling together maybe the Lost Boys rebel characters that we have, maybe we haven't even met yet. Well, I always thought that he was patterned a little bit after Tom Sawyer, and he has the charisma to, to get people to follow him. So we'll tune in and see who gets it. Uh, I guess there's maybe four or five more episodes left. Uh, so catch that if you can. Lost on ABC Wednesday nights. Don't miss it. And thank you, Jen, for joining us. My pleasure. And uh, actually, you know, it's getting a little late, so I think I'm going to skip the blank audio postcard I promised you. We'll save that for a later show. And instead of taking you to a ukulele store, we'll jump straight to the uh, real ukuleles. Um, this past weekend, I went to the Hawaiian Music Expo at the Neil Blaisdell Center. You know, it was a great event, but it was completely, just wholly underpromoted. There was nobody there to see it, but there were a lot of great people there. Um, you know, they had people who make music, people who sell instruments, equipment. Uh, they had high school bands performing, the Honolulu Boys Choir, the Society of Seven, you know, those uh, Vegas folks. Uh, Jasmine Trias, even, another idol. And uh, anyway, when I was there, I met a guy named Eric, uh, and he humored me. He took my uh, podcasting business card, and we talked about it a bit, and uh, he was totally open to the idea. His group is called Akamai Brain Collective, and uh, it's him and his brother Abe and a guy named Randy. They're at the core of the group, and uh, as you may know from the big internet company, Akamai is the Hawaiian word for smart, and these guys are smart. You know, they all studied music, serious music, at prestigious schools on the mainland. Uh, but the story goes they got a bit homesick and decided to get together to make their own brand of Hawaiian music. They call it Progressive Island Jams. And uh, given their training, they mix Hawaiian with uh, all kinds of other stuff, swing and jazz, uh, Latin sound. Uh, so their CD, it's got a lot of very playful stuff, lots of instrumentals, but there are a couple of vocal pieces, including this one. So uh, with a great big mahalo to Eric, this is Akamai Brain Collective and... 
Island Smile. It's a little over three and a half minutes, and uh, I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. Akamai Brain Collective with Island Smile. Uh, now, you know, Eric said that while that first CD was a one-off thing that they did while they were studying and uh, missing Spam Musubi in Boston, uh, he and his brother and uh, Randy are plotting their second album now. They're looking at putting together this summer. Uh, so if you want to know more or uh, pick up that first effort, head on over to AkamaiBrainCollective.com 
or, you know, just hit the link in the show notes at HawaiiUp.com. And with that, it's definitely time to sign off. We'll have more good stuff for you next time. More great music, to be sure. Uh, maybe something with more teeth. Uh, please be sure to let me know what you think. You can call uh, the listener line at 808-356-0127, a free call to Kamaina, uh, or you can just shoot me an email at comments at hawaiiup.com. Uh, that's it. All pow. Mahalo, arigato gozaimasu. Thanks for listening to Hawaii Up. Ahui ho. Ahui ho.